In order to support our show, we need the help of some great advertisers. And we want to make sure those advertisers are ones you'll actually want to hear about. But we need to learn a little more about you to make that possible. So go to podsurvey.com slash artofman and take a quick anonymous survey that will help us get to know you better. That way, we can bring on advertisers you won't want to skip. Once you've completed the quick survey, you can enter for a chance to win a $100 Amazon gift card. Terms and conditions apply. Again, that's podsurvey.com slash artofman, A-R-T-O-F-M-A-N, podsurvey.com slash artofman. Thanks for your help. Hello, Brett here. Before we get to today's show, got a quick favor to ask of you. If you've been enjoying the Art of Manliness podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you take one minute to give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. It helps us out a lot. And if you've done that already, thank you so much. Please consider sharing the show with a friend or family member who you would think would get something out of it. Word of mouth is the primary way the Art of Manliness grows and spreads. So please share. Text a friend, send an email, do whatever, however you communicate. Tell them to check out a particular episode if you think they'd get something out of it. Thank you for continued support. And now on to the show. McKay here, and welcome back to another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. And today we're returning to our series called Man Stories, where every other week we interview a different gentleman and ask him what it means to be a man. And this week our guest is Liam Strain. Liam, welcome to the show. Thanks, Brad. Good to be here. Well, Liam, before we get started with the questions, can you uh, take a few moments to introduce yourself? Sure. I am a, a graphic designer and photographer. I've been living and working in Chicago for the past 10 years or so at the ripe old age of 34. Uh, I grew up in Indianapolis, uh, the son of a lawyer and a school teacher. I don't know, I grew up singing in church choirs and going to modern dance recitals and museums and uh, driving up to the museums in Chicago on a regular basis and just having sort of a very standard middle-class, well, I think middle-class upbringing, but maybe other people have a different notion. And that's about that. Well, are you ready to start with the questions? Of course. All right, Liam. So when do you feel like you first became a man? I think the first time I sort of felt that I actually had was when I moved away from Indianapolis and moved to Chicago. So this would have been when I was probably 23 or 24, and I was finally under, the, you know, out from underneath the shadow that my father cast, which was significant. Uh, and when I first sort of realized that it was not only possible for me to really support myself, but to do it on my own terms, to do it uh, practicing things that I love, photography and design, instead of just getting a, a retail job or, or following in my dad's footsteps. So yeah, I guess moving away then, separating from the family is what, mm -hmm. what did it. Separating from the family and, and proving that I could, I could do it, I could survive. And, and survive the way I wanted to. <laughs> and Liam, what does manliness mean to you? Uh, it's it's a lot of things. Uh, part of it is independence, uh, which you know I first felt when I really did move away. Uh, comfort in my own skin, sort of not worrying about what other people thought about me so much, and just doing what I wanted to do for my own reasons. Um, the ability to provide for myself and for my family or growing family. I've recently married, so. Oh, congratulations. Uh, Thank you. Uh, the courage to make hard decisions, which has been a hard one to come by. I was happy to waffle for a long time. And then to stand by my own convictions of what's right and what I think is true, and, and to be able to back that up in the face of challenge. And 
Liam, what men in your life, they can be you know, living, dead, or even fictional characters, um, have influenced your views of manliness? Uh, certainly my father. Uh, it's impossible not to factor, have him factor largely. I read an awful lot. I liked the character Howard Rourke that Ayn Rand created. He was sort of an autodidactic architect who really just didn't give a big goddamn about the rest of the world, which was refreshing. Pablo Picasso and uh, Neruda, both artists who showed me that you could combine passion and art and and really be these amazing, amazing characters. Thomas Jefferson, of course, just for being so brilliant and so well-rounded and, and so principled in everything that he did, or most everything that he did. <laughs> a, couple, a couple things notwithstanding. Uh, and Thomas Edison for his cleverness and hard work and sort of ability to get done what he wanted to get done. I mean, Liam, you mentioned a little bit earlier about the, the long shadow of your father. Um, how did your father yeah. exactly influence your conception of manliness? Uh, well, in a lot of ways, he, he's a very intelligent man. And so from the start, I mean, everything, you really had to be able to speak your mind intelligently to be able to back up your points with evidence Otherwise, he, he he was an attorney, and he would find every nook and cranny to take it apart. Um, but he also showed me, really, the importance of family. He really cared very much for us. And while he was strict in his discipline, he also rewarded hard work and, and requested of us only integrity, and, and he supported us really phenomenally well. And what was it like deciding to, you know, not to go the path of the attorneys? I know and I understand uh, the whole dynamic where there's generations of lawyers in a family and when one decides I'm not going to do that, there can arise some, some hard feelings between each other. Was, did that happen between you and your dad or did he, was he pretty understanding of what you wanted to do with your life? I, I think actually he was more understanding than I was. And I, he and my mom both were happy to support uh, anything any of the kids really decided was what they wanted to do, but they wanted to make sure that we also understood the ramifications of those decisions. So I think if there was any disappointment, he had it he extremely well. Maybe my sister might be taking up that mantle anyway, so maybe he feels okay about that. There you go. And one, <laughs> one thing we talk about on the, the side a little bit, uh, Liam, is that you know there's a lot of men our age, in their 20s, 30s, don't have some of the same skills that our dads or grandfathers have. Is there something your dad can do that you can't do but you wish he could? I was thinking about this, and I'm, I'm not sure that there actually is. He certainly does many things better than I can do. You know, if we, he, was a, he did woodworking in, in the basement when I was growing up, and while I could put together a, a chair or a table, he was making a harpsichord. <laughs> and it's a whole different level of, of detail and manability. In general, the man can rock a bow tie. That's about the only thing I can't do. Have you tried it before? I have. I just I can tie a bow tie, but I just I cannot wear one. Don't have the panache to do I, it. I don't have something to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, you know, I was yeah, that was a tough one because I was like, well, we would go camping and I would light the fire. It wasn't him. Or, yeah. You know, so. So, uh, Liam, last question. What's the hardest thing you've ever done as a man, either emotionally, physically, intellectually, or whatever? Uh, this one was probably emotionally hard. Um, was When I was in Chicago first, I'd been uh, dating a girl for 
probably six or seven years. And she was somewhat manic depressive. And the hardest thing I had to do was actually calling an ambulance when she had threatened that she had, she had told me that she was had swallowed pills and was committing suicide. And then actually having to break off that relationship when it was clearly just self-destructive for both of us. That was really very difficult. Mm. But that's also years in the past, and I've since met a wonderful woman and we're married. And, you know, having the, it, it was, it would have been very easy for me to have, I think, just sort of knowing now that she hadn't actually tried to commit, that she hadn't actually swallowed the pills, to have sort of given in to her emotional need to feel wanted then instead of getting her the help that she needed. That was difficult. And have you taken any lessons from that experience? Yeah, I'm not sure that I did, other than the ability to call a bluff. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we'll see, though. That, that's a useful skill to have in life. That's what I'm told, but I still can't play poker very well. <laughs> well, Liam, thank you for your time. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Pleasure speaking with you, Brad. Thank you. That wraps up another edition of the Art of Manliness podcast. For more manly tips and advice, make sure to check out the Art of Manliness website at artofmanliness.com. And until next week, stay manly.